Welcome back to the Marine Corps Movie Minute, where we break down movies of the Marine Corps one minute at a time. This week we are breaking down, or today, we are breaking down minute number 50 of Heartbreak Ridge. I'm Jack, and I'm joined by uh, Brian Lockhart and Travis Bow from uh, Real Shit. <laughs> from Real Shit. <laughs> Great sorry, to be here. No, 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 keep it in. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to make sure that I got the the, the podcast name right. Don't you dare! Right. Don't you dare correct yourself. No. <laughs> hey, why don't you tell them how you really feel? Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, real real comic heroes podcast, um, in which I had it right on my head, but I had that little that little momentary panic, like, no, no, it's, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there I go again, fucking it up. Uh. Who's messing up now, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Martha. <laughs> so this week, uh, or today, god damn it, man, I'm on a roll. <laughs> T- today we're going to break down um, minute 50. 51. <laughs> Motherfucker is, God, I quit. <laughs> I quit. 51. It's 51. Profile's doing laps around the uh, squad. I'm gonna make you do laps around the squad. If I know I'm gonna need to, man. I need some. I need some remediation. I'm, man. I, uh, apparently, coffee's just not strong enough this morning, or or I just have severe brain damage. Yeah, it's too much. Go ahead. No, I would say it's all the crayons you've been eating. I, yeah, no lead lead paint chips. <laughs> so yeah, so the minute begins with profile running around the squad, and the minute ends with Gunny reading a Fem magazine <laughs> in his pickup. Or in Chuzu's pickup, uh, like a creep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, how are you guys doing today? <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm, I'm just glad to be here. Man, I feel so... I feel, I'm sorry I fucked up your podcast name. No, man. It's all good. You unprofessional bastard, you. Hmm. We're glad to have you back, Travis. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, happy to be here. At least we got one professional person here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. Let's get into let's wrap up Profile's little mini movie within these three minutes. Yeah. Right away, as he's running around, you see Lance Cobergetti lean back and say, Profile's never going to make it back to the barracks. And Stitch kind of adds his two cents and says, uh, Powers is cold-blooded, man. Yes, this is a harsh discipline. I mean, yeah. phys- physically. Like, it, that's tough. In fact, we see how tough it is. Profile falls out right away. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure how far he ran already. Mm-hmm. Um, the You can see the rifle range in the background, so not that far, but it's also kind of in the distance, so and it's yeah. probably hot. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's supposed to be North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, supposed to be. It's We know it's July or August at this point because it was end of July when the movie started, so it's probably August. You know it's hot as all get out. Mm-hmm. And they got their sleeves down for some reason, so you know yeah. he's he's hot and he, he fell out. <laughs> but I do wonder, like, is this really that harsh of a punishment? Considering I'm pretty sure uh, he could have been NJP'd for the for what happened. Well, you know, considering yeah, almost it accidentally killing fellow Marines, accidental firing, almost accidentally killing your commanding officer. Yeah, <laughs> that too. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I think he actually got off light. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. That's the thing. Like Powers is set up to be an asshole and he shows it over and over again. Yeah. And he definitely does not like Gunny. So we're not supposed to like power, but I do think that 
he did let him off light by just giving him a physical because we see no further fallout from this. Right. Because what is uh why was the Swede in the in the brig? He had punched uh, their last platoon sergeant, I believe. Okay, okay. Yeah, punched him apparently like... right out of the Marine Corps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> seems like seems like that's where uh profile should be headed. Yeah. yeah. At the very least, so um NJP is non judicial punishment. And that is, um, it's Article 15 under the UCMJ, which is Uniform Code of Military Justice, also known as office hours or captain's mass or something like that. And that is basically saying you can, if, if there's, it's for mi- usually for minor offenses. Hmm. Lower ranking guys can, are basically, you, you did something that could get you court-martialed. Not always though. Not, it could be, it could be just something like, oh, you were disrespectful because there is an Article 134 of the UCMJ, which is the general catch-all article, which they can mm-hmm. literally say you anything. Did anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it could be from assault to drunkenness, uh, adultery, anything. Like, like they could technically put you up on charges or, or uh, again, non-judicial punishment for uh, committing adultery, which probably half the Marine Corps would probably be put up on charges if they really enforced it. But. <laughs> You know, because you're supposed to be set to a higher standard. And also, yeah. there's the idea, too, of not getting yourself into any sort of compromising position where then you can be compromised as a foreign agent or whatever. Right. Honestly, if you get yourself into financial trouble, that's also no, no. Yeah. Again, that happens. So, yeah, he, he easily could have been brought up to charges for Article 134 just for that. But, but honestly, it could have been, it could have been, negligence you know yeah. just anything like that negligent discharge of a firearm that right there alone endangering other marine <clears throat> they could have had that guy in that pickup haul his ass right back yeah. to the brig with him in the back <laughs> yeah you're going you're going away yeah he easily could have been put up on charges like that i think but definitely what's his name could have restricted him to the barracks lost yeah. rank lost money uh yeah I, those are the three main things that happen to the people that get NJP, they get restricted to the barracks for a month to three months. Extra duty. Extra. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. Mm. Definitely extra duty. Skiff duty for every weekend. Ugh. Right. <laughs> yeah, we knew one guy that he basically had, was help, helping run the barracks because he was on permanent uh, <laughs> barrack restrictive duty. <laughs> so he was, he, and, and then they have to be in uniform all the time. They have to check in every hour with the duty sergeant. They have to... Um, yeah, they forfeit pay, and if they really want to get drastic, they can they can they can reduce rations even. But that I don't think that usually gets done too much. It's mostly the pay, the rank, and restricted to duty. Uh, I'm sorry, restricted to barracks and extra duty. All of this profile could have had. So yeah. he's getting a he's getting a very harsh physical punishment. But yeah. beyond that, it's almost like all right. After you <laughs> after you deal with this, you're 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 done. It's, it's forgiven. You can either have a spanking or you're grounded for a month. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's like, well, you know, he's getting the, he's getting the belt out, but yeah, it's, um, over with now or (laughs) long-term. Yeah, exactly. I like the detail of, of not having the, uh, the ammo clip in the gun as he's uh, carrying it. Cause the last thing you want is him having a, a loaded weapon yeah. while he's while he's doing this especially when he falls so yeah so so technically you're not supposed to, unless you're on guard duty the magazine's supposed to be out of the weapon at all times unless mm. unless you're guarding or you're at the range firing so 
or training. Um, yeah. But yeah, generally, yeah, that's uh, the, the normal state of that weapon should be without a magazine in the. Yeah. Like in. So, like when you're out in the fleet and you just go to the rifle range to qualify, they ch- you know, you got to show them that your weapon's clear. You show them that their magazine is empty. And then you show them in the little magazine pouches and are in your pockets. You pat them down. And you declare that you have nothing. Because they, um, boot camps are really strict. Yeah. But, you know, they, they try to take account of what ammo was fired. Make sure you're not, you're not supposed to have any of that with you. Huh. And then you take your weapon back to the armory and they lock it up. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's always fun cleaning it. Of course, you know, profile does a face plant and he gets his, uh, weapon in, in the, in the dirt. He's going to yeah, be barrel first. <laughs> yeah. He'll be at the armory for a while. Cleaning yeah. that thing. <laughs> it's not fun. Cause some of those guys are, oof, you're like, man, this thing is clean as God get out. I could, you know, you could cook off of it. And they're like, nah, there's some dirt here. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying he'll, uh, so he'll turn in, turn in this weapon. And then, so it's not really his rifle, like the whole, it is, but it isn't. You okay. get assigned a rifle, you know, okay. and that's like it's match. You get a card. Well, okay. It's probably different now, but when we were in, it was um. Yeah, it's like a library card with a metal stamp that matches the serial number of the okay. rifle. So you would yep. you would still get the same weapon yes. each time. Yes. Okay. Okay. So once it's once it's sighted in, once it's zeroed in, you can okay. go take it out. Of the, you can check it out. And technically, you're supposed to be able to just check it out anytime you want to. But most of the time you're busy doing other stuff that you don't yeah. you just get to go to the range. And uh, there's like maybe once I think somebody randomly went to go clean their rifle because they yeah. basically just didn't want to be at the office anymore. Like, yeah, I'm going to go clean my rifle. Typically, you only do that after you've checked it in or out for yeah. uh, firing, especially firing because all the carbon that gets on yeah. there. Yeah. Um, And then we use CLP and it's just some some sort of weapons cleaner that gets all clean over lubricant and protectant yeah <laughs> and, and and don't let a little bit of any grain of sand get on there and they'll they'll be on you in fact well in boot so in boot camp you get your weapon and you, you actually keep that with you all the time okay there's a cable that you lock it up to the to your bunk and it goes through the where the perry doesn't go through where the ammunition feeds in through the chamber there yeah, so well, so we had actual uh, uh, rifle racks at the end of the bunks, so we didn't oh, actually. Re- yeah. Oh, we didn't do that. That's yeah, funny. we were high speed. Yeah, no, we 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 actually, you know, it was uh, it was a bunk bed, so it was you know you had two Marines to each bunk there, mm-hmm. and you would one you know like if I was the top bunk, let's just say for an example, I was on the right side, and I would. I would cable my uh, weapon up there. So we kept yep. that weapon all the time and we cleaned it every night. And it was yep. ridiculous because <laughs> you march around with your weapon and drill and do all that with it. And then of course, when you're shooting and firing, then, then yeah, then that's, you really got to clean it. But, and they're yep. on you about cleaning it, keeping it clean. But when you're out in the fleet, yeah, you just, you typically like a few times we did what was, we called a boots and utes run where, or a hump where yep. you, you know, you wear your full uniform, you get, you get like an 80 pound flak deuce, Alice pack helmet, how these guys are. But then you also got the flak jacket on. And then you also have the, um, your pack and usually yep. it's got to have certain stuff in it. So it's a certain weight. And then yeah. you get, you get your rifle and you mark, you know, you, you go on a hump kind of the way they got it slinged over their shoulders. Yeah. And so that's really the only time we ever would kind of take them out. But yeah, they're, 
they're pretty they're pretty strict on you when you try to turn them back in as yeah. far as uh making sure how clean they are <laughs> yeah and usually, usually the only time we ever did humps too like any kind of substantial hump was right before a 96 you ever notice that like it wasn't it was like usually like right before a, a, like a long weekend for a holiday yeah. Like, oh yeah, we're gonna go on a you know Easter Day hump, and then you just you know then we're done by like ten in the morning. Yeah, that is true. So you kind of get done with the for the day, but also you're too tired to fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go drink some water. <laughs> it's it's kind of like when you know you're gonna leave your dog home for a little bit, so you take him for a walk, so he's tired and doesn't get destructive. That's through the Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same thing to Marines too. Feet are yeah. all blistered. Yeah, feet are all blistered. <laughs> Yeah, you can't walk anywhere. The the one thing I was going to say about the, you know, when you declare your ammo, uh, like in boot camp, especially, you go through a line and they're, of course, they're yelling at you and they're checking your pockets. They don't trust you. And yeah. you have to say no brass, no ammo. And because you're usually under stress and it's so fast, it's no, no ass, no brammo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and they'll they will and they will crush your ass if they find you with any brass casings. Like you, nothing. You, you huh. can't have any of. That. Yeah, <clears throat> they they basically don't want you doing that in the fleet either. However, yeah. Um, well, they treat like, you. Uh, yeah, like an adult. Yeah, but, but yeah. you also you know like you're not having any risk of blowing your teeth out in the <laughs> in the in the head. Yeah. Well, that's why I like that scene in Heartbreak, uh, Full Metal Jacket. Mm. Jeez, I can't even think of his name right now. Vincent oh, D'Onofrio. Oh, yeah. Pile. Pile. Yeah. yeah. That that wouldn't have happened. I mean, the, it just wouldn't have. In fact, I, I remember reading a book that uh, R. Lee Ermey said he argued with the director that this wouldn't happen. But he said uh, he he relented because it was his movie and he was just there to <laughs> hmm. <laughs> be, be the... Well, he was originally the technical advisor. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but then the guy they hired to play his role was terrible at it. And so Artie Ermy filled in and they said they went back and rewrote the, those scenes for like over a weekend. And he said, they argued about that. And he said, well, it, ultimately it was his movie and he was trying to prove a point or do a narrative. He's like, but mm -hmm. it just wouldn't have happened. Yeah. And the fleet, like I said, now then we have our weapons with us all the time. So that's why they're a little stricter. Plus they don't trust any of us because you know, you're under a lot of stress yeah. and, and you don't really, not everybody makes it through, but like in the fleet, they're just a lot more like they, they treat you a little, like you said, like an adult, but yeah. And which I, I, the only thing that I ever thought the reason why you weren't allowed to take weapons into the, to the head at all, ever under any circumstances, no weapons were to go into the head. All the stuff that we did with weapons in the, in the squad bay was during recruit training was, you know, uh, pretty rigorous, like holding the weapon out. Hey, a seven-pound rifle gets real fucking heavy when you're holding it out in front of you with the with the charging handle pulled back for an extended period of time. But like, they wouldn't even let us run through the head to get out of the building with our with our rifles. So the only thing I ever thought was that at some point in time, something must have happened. It was like one of those blanket things that for sure not taking any chances. Which is why would they post um, a fire watch in? the head and where people sleep because yeah. basically the fire watching the head is to make sure nobody's trying to commit suicide. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's not funny, but that's why yeah. they do it. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So profile holding that weapon over his head running. Yeah. That, that rifle gets heavy, super fast. I also like that when, uh, when profile falls, they're next to gunny. 
Gunny gets down kind of close to him, but he never tries to help him up. You know, he he gives him the little little words of uh, encouragement, mm-hmm. if you will, but he never like touches him to like help him to his feet. So I like that. Yeah, yeah, he's got to find his own way. But this is too yeah. uh, what you were saying, and, and we'll let uh, well Billy could probably quote the lines that he actually says. But I do like the I like the fact that it this this is one of the first times where you actually see that Gunny actually kind of cares about these guys. Yeah. He may not like his guys much, but he really does not like powers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or that. <laughs> the, the, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. <laughs> there was one other scene where Gunny did kind of show his, I think it's just for Marines in general, not necessarily for Stitch Jones. Yeah. When Roy Jennings started harassing those Marines, yeah, he came right to their defense. Yep. We also made the observation that maybe he has a little personal bias against Roy Jennings already. <laughs> <laughs> but but this is I, I actually think this is the turning point of Gunny and the Marine and the Recon Marines relationship right here um in this minute with with what he says to profile. Because when when he falls out now Perry and I had talked about this offline previously. When when we watch these minutes with our headset in, we pick up a lot more of the dialogue. Yeah. That I even did like I had just a crappy pair of headphones in earlier and I kind of could hear that he said mentioned profile's name but when I put my recording headset on I I hear the dialogue plain as day we've picked up a lot of background stuff that we hadn't noticed before yeah I didn't notice the line when I watched it you know my first watching of the whole movie and I wasn't even sure that these were the minutes I had but I didn't hear Clint Eastwood say anything to profile so then when I went back to actually start looking at the actual minutes, you know, I was surprised that that, that line is in there that I definitely didn't hear the first time around. Yeah. When, when you just watch it on TV, like here it is on HBO, I always just looked at it as he was whispering, you know, and, that, yeah. and that's all you were supposed to meant. And then the, the payoff is the, is what he says to powers. Yeah. But when yeah. you have these headsets on, he, he flat, he flat out says, come on profile. Don't give the prick the satisfaction. You can make it. Yeah. And that that actually the fact that he was like you can make it like that's where I was like this really does start to turn um there's one other scene I think too that kind of solidifies their turn as the like hey this guy is actually pretty cool well I I think there's a series of things but I think this is the beginning of their respect for Gunny because mm-hmm. he's he's showing respect to them mm-hmm. But again, like you said, it's also to just kind of dig into <laughs> to, to major powers <laughs> because that's, that's, you know, it, it, it works. It, motiv- it motivates profile. He yells recon. He gets up on his own and he just starts running. And powers, of course, wants to know what he said to the man. What did you say to that man? <laughs> yeah. He said, don't give the prick the satisfaction, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and then walks off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just keeps going. Yeah. Which this whole podcast endeavor was just done so I could do my crappy Clint Eastwood impression. <laughs> but that's that's it for, for the profile trilogy. It's over. It's done. Yeah. It we cut to some we cut cut to Gunny in a in Chuzu's truck still doing some casual. <laughs> Some casual stalking. <laughs> so so weird. Like, yeah. I mean, this is the type of stuff you do, like if you're like 15 and a moron, you know, like yeah. Yeah. it's a girl I like. She's dating somebody else. Uh, yeah, so it was me. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, the fact, too, that he's reading a woman's magazine, which he's been doing throughout the movie. Yeah. But <laughs> he doesn't know how to be sensitive. So that's that's his solution is to read Vogue. <laughs> like it's a training manual. Yeah. Sensitive dialogue during communication of a relationship, I think is what he says. <laughs> that effect. Yeah. Yeah. So he's just yeah. reading the headlines and stuff or the, you know, the article titles and stuff. <laughs> And, you know, he's just literally stalking his ex-wife while she's leaving her work. It's, it is a little creepy if you, if you, <laughs> you know, if Gunny wasn't our hero, we'd be, and he was the bad guy, we'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, really, I, I really did not care for the entire relationship of, of Gunny and Aggie, like throughout the whole movie. Like it never, it never gets to a point where I'm like, oh, okay, I can see why they want to be together. It's like. At certain points, you know, he's just this this whole stalking thing is creepy and weird. And then at another point, she invites him in and then, you know, yells at him to get out of her house. And, and it's like, I, I don't I don't really like either of them together. So yeah. just all of that just felt real. I don't know. I, I never liked the two of them together. So, yeah. Well, you know, she does. Well, she does that thing that he likes and. He does that thing she really, really likes. And, you know, sometimes that's just the way the relationship's supposed to be. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he tickles his prostate with a Freddy Krueger glove. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they establish why she doesn't like him pretty clear, but they never really establish why she, why she liked him from the get-go, from, from the beginning. I mean, they, they do get into the fact that, like, maybe, like, she was, like, it was too much for her, but... But also, he seems like he's a handful, and, mm. and you know. But yeah, you're right. It never, it never kind of like. And I guess he just likes her maybe because she left him. You know. Mm. <laughs> I think they do establish later on though that they they went to high school together. So it's like they were yeah. high school sweethearts. They got married. At whatever point, it became too much for her, and she left. Perry and I discussed. We weren't sure if if he knew that she was back in town when he got here. But he was already reading these magazines like he's trying to be more of a sensitive guy. So was he trying to hook back up with her? It, it, it well, is... I think it's the it's the uh, lady who owns the bar. She's the one that tells him, like, oh, have you seen have you seen her yet? Or something like that. Yeah. So... yeah, yeah. Little Mary, yeah, is trying to play matchmaker, which clearly she thinks they should be together. But well, it might be dawning on Gunny, too, that maybe he's he's realized it. Maybe perhaps he's just a little bit of an asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does seem like, and, and I've talked about that too, where it's like he's 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 close to retirement. He's he's an aging gentleman. He's about to enter a new phase of his life, which is completely different than like somebody who's been that entrenched in the Marine Corps, um, and he's gung ho, like Wally, true true blue, mm-hmm. getting out at the at his age, and being all alone, all that. Like he he probably doesn't know what he's gonna do. Yeah. So it's like, it almost feels like it's the safe thing to do is to go back to the woman he was married to before. Why she kind of comes back around, they never really established that. She just kind of does. I guess you're supposed to think that maybe she always did like him. It's just that she was fed up with some of his bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we only see that quick little second of them, him stalking them. So we'll, we'll you know, that's for, for us to get into in another minute. But um, Travis, do you have any other things you want to talk about as far as the movie itself as a whole, anything you want to talk about um, 
for this um, minute. I noticed in the uh, kind of the opening minutes when uh, when you're first introduced to uh, to Gunny here, you're kind of hearing him and, and it's panning through, you know, jail cell bars and all that stuff and, and just hearing him. And then once you see him, I noticed or I felt how in the 80s and, and I guess, yeah, I guess mid 80s, we were how robbed we were of Clint Eastwood as Wolverine. Oh, because <laughs> he would just play the perfect Wolverine at that time. I mean, you know, a little, a little grizzled and, and older, but mm-hmm. it made me think of like in the, in that uh, 2000s X-Men movie, when you do first meet Wolverine, he's in like a cage fight, you know? Yeah. And just, it just seems like they were trying to maybe, uh, maybe inspired by this a little bit. I mean, he's not, but he, he gets into a, a fight in that jail cell here in this movie. So I just felt like, oh man, he would have been a perfect Wolverine. Yeah, that that's a great point. But he's got the cigar and everything, you know. Yeah, <laughs> chomping on a cigar and all that. So, and even like Clint Eastwood looks like Hugh Jackman a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah so. I, you know, given that Hugh Jackman is a tall man himself. Yeah. You know, given the it's it's yeah totally acceptable that if if you know given the the right um, timing that yeah Clint Eastwood could have just played a tall Wolverine as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and I, I want to say, didn't I, I want to say that in the 80s, they tried to or, you know, early 80s, they tried to model um, Wolverine in the comics a little bit after Clint Eastwood. Could be. Yeah. I know mean, he was always chomping on a cigar, too. Yeah. And not, not, um, not necessarily like, yeah, the, the same way they took like Sam Jackson for for Nick sure. Fury, and the Ultimates, but yeah. more just the attitude. The, yeah, yeah. You know the gruffness. Um, I I, I want to say I read that somewhere. I I could just be making that up. No, that sounds that sounds you know legit. He you know he was a tough guy. You know he was known for being a tough guy. And I mean in this he's got the raspiest voice, which is he, he's 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 affecting it for the role. But um, yeah, it's he even in this movie is is almost perfect to play old man Logan too. If you yeah you know? yeah sure. <laughs> It's just too bad he's so old now that it was <laughs> yeah. effective. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, this was, I'm, I'm glad I watched this movie. I was really, uh, really enjoyed watching it. So yeah, it's a fun movie, man. It's yeah. a, it's a lot, it's a lot of fun. I like where it goes, you know, like, uh, cause like I said earlier, you could end this movie with, with some kind of competition between these two platoons and I wouldn't have been surprised, but I do like, you know, where, it, where it goes. And I, I didn't really know much about all that. So yeah. Yeah, well, we pre- we thank you for coming on, and my pleasure. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed the movie. It's one of my favorites for sure. So I was curious, what I don't know if you if you guys have announced uh, what other marine movies you guys plan to cover. Uh, you can edit this out if you don't want to share that, or if you don't have a. Well, according to my wife, uh, nothing. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> okay, gotcha. I you, no, but um. I, I already told them, like, look, we're, we'll we'll bank a lot more ahead of time, so we're not always flying by the seat of our pants. But because um, <laughs> we've learned a lot doing this, but yeah. no, to answer your question, we have already reserved Full Metal Jacket. Okay, and we've mentioned that a few times, so that that could be a uh, the next one we do. Yeah, uh, but the other one I actually reserved as well. I, I reserved, you know, the th- these three uh, was uh, Major Pain. Okay. <laughs> and I kind of feel like I want to do major pain next because yeah. it's so much more lighthearted. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
it's a quicker movie. Um, I, I love the boot camp stuff of Full Metal Jacket, and I do yeah. think it's well worth getting into minute by minute. The only problem with that is it's a more serious movie. It's a well-regarded movie. And even though I've done a little research for this you know, particular film, which I'm enjoying, I feel like it's almost a responsibility to do more serious research for that kind of like it's a more serious film. Yeah. Um, the other thing, too, is me personally, I do not care for the Vietnam parts of that movie. Right. Yeah. yeah most people don't. The- yeah, that's usually what I hear. I've I've seen it once, and and I pretty much would agree with that. Like the boot camp stuff with with Arlie Ermey is just you could watch that, you know, By anytime. Itself. But yeah, I was even joking that we should just do like minute by minute of the <laughs> of the boot camp stuff and do just one long episode of the Vietnam <laughs> stuff. stuff. Yeah, just like, have it planned. Yeah, <laughs> talk about it. Yeah, be like that's it. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't think we'll do that because yeah. the, you know we stick to the format. Whatever format we start with, we'll we'll end with. But um, right. yeah, <laughs> that's. Uh, but I'm actually uh, kind of looking forward to doing Major Pain because that's that's cool. a movie where I I watched it and I thought it was funny, but I'm like, this is stupid. Yeah. And then I watched it like three times in a row with a bunch of Marines during on a on a working party. And I just had the best time watching it. And I'm like, and now I love the movie. It's just so good. <laughs> I mean, it's goofy, but it's yeah. good. I mean, it's basically if Gunny Highway ran a, um, you know, a daycare. <laughs> well, that's kind of what he's doing now. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a similar movie, honestly. So, so to stick with the theme, I think, I think we might do that. And um, on a side note too, this is, we uh this is, has nothing to do with the marine corps but we're also thinking about doing kiss kiss bang bang which oh nice uh because the robert downey jr plays Her- harry lockhart yeah and bell oh. kilmer is uh gay perry and <laughs> so i'm like how can we not do this like yeah. we didn't want to start with that because we we're like well you know we had the marine corps idea yeah so we're like well maybe we'll do that as like a one-off or something like that you know because it's a great movie too i love that movie yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a cool movie so I'm like, yeah, you know, it's got our names in it, so we got to do it. <laughs> so it's, it's implied in our mandate, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Was you guys talking about it in the movie makers group, the calling it Kiss Kiss Bang Bang Minute Minute? No, I think someone I, else had had the idea to do to do Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah. Right? Which I honestly, if I I can't remember if I actually reserved it or not, uh, and if they did, they should totally. I, I should just let them do it, and we could just talk about it on our own, you know, yeah. instead of boom, because that's I don't know when we'll get to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I should reach when out when you can always, you know, be a guest maybe. Or... Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, movie with uh, Batman and Iron Man together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's it, a good movie. Well, anyways, um, well, we, we can uh, let's actually wrap up the minute by letting you plug whatever you want to plug for today, actually. Cool. Thanks. Um, uh, you can, you can find me over on my, my longer running podcast, uh, real comic heroes. That's real with two E's also known as real shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't normally feel bad about things I say, but I, yeah, I had an unintentional brain fart, man. And I really apologize. (laughs) No, man, it's all good. It's all good. Um, so over there, over there, we, uh, we've got a big list of primarily comic book movies and we go through that list, uh, in chronological order. Uh, we added a lot of, uh, 
Um, some other like genres, some other uh, franchises to that list: uh, James Bond, Planet of the Apes, Star Trek, Star Wars. Oh, cool. um, so it's not just comic book movies, but it's it's all in that geeky uh, vein. And I'm pretty sure that everything that we've covered has been adapted into a comic book at some point. So <laughs> it all it all kind of fits. Um, but yeah, we go chronologically through that list, so uh, release order, if you will, <laughs> and uh, you know just kind of see how the genres change. Like we, I think talked about uh, maybe off mic here. Like we we talked about the the 70s TV Captain America movie and we just recently talked about the uh the 90s Captain America movie. So it's kind of interesting to be able to compare those two things and but yeah, so we're currently as of this recording we're we're thick in the in the 90s. Uh we just did uh The Rocketeer and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze and so we're we're still in the, in the 90s having having some fun. So you can find that uh, everywhere, everywhere by searching uh, "real comic heroes." I highly recommend it. I'm a, I'm a fan, so. Well, we appreciate that. Yeah, and we we appreciate you coming on and spending these oh, yeah, man. last three minutes with us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, man, I had fun. Yeah, as did we. So, um, we'll just uh, well, on Friday we just usually do our quick little plugs as well. We just first off, we always direct everybody to moviesbyminutes.com to check out. Uh, more professionally done movies by minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I steal the Jane Silent Bob's uh, line of pay special attention to Star Wars Minute. And, you know, and then I just ask everybody if they want to join us on the Marine Corps Movie Minute Quarter Deck Facebook group. And, of course, we're just on Twitter and Instagram and blah, blah, blah. They can just find us and come to our Podbean site. Uh, other than that, uh, again, I think, uh, thank you, Travis, for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you. And Perry, uh, just next time, uh, don't give the prick to satisfaction. Say what? Yeah. <laughs> did, geez, did you fall out too? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't find my mute button fast enough. I got the sneezes, man. My allergies are. I got. I got the Rona. Yeah. <sighs> Say what? All right, I'm gonna kick Greg, and we'll just wrap that up, and I'll edit around half of the. <laughs> <laughs>